Digital World Acquisition Corp starting to go back up to the upside. Welcome again to the Market Recap Show. You're now with the best, and we're going to find out where these earnings are coming through tonight. We've got Palantir on board. We've got NXPI on board. We could talk some McDonald's. we got a lot of companies coming through very, very, very soon, man. Vertex coming out with some results now as well. Look at FXI. Um, Again, China ETF, big time movement to the upside today, sparked by a name that I recently bought, Alibaba. Those earnings coming on Feb 7th as well, and they just keep on coming out over and over and over again, man. SMH, another high side move here. I'm gonna take this out of my ear as we wait for Palantir and the rest of them. There's FXI, trying to bounce off 2021 bucks. We've talked about this, I like this spot here. Part of the reason why Alibaba goes the number one name today on the stick. You know, we had a 72 buy, like honestly. And the, the reason was bring this name back into where we closed on Friday. That happened and we bought some Alibaba, closed it at the end of the day, a big $3 winner to the upside, helped by potential selling off of some of the assets there for um, LLY, uh, for Alibaba. I'm just gonna keep over here PLTR because this is brought to you by Trade Ideas. We are gonna have Michael Noss come on here in just a couple seconds. Anything that starts moving should be highlighted in here. We also do have the Benzinga Pro platform right now. Uh, here it is, trial results for Vertex Pharmaceuticals uh, right now. Let's see what VRTX is doing. You'll get a one minute chart down here. I'm gonna adjust that for you. Uh, downside for Vertex, but not really doing anything. So that's a nothing burger story, but we are brought to you by Benzinga and Trade Ideas. So as soon as something comes out right now, we'll have those for you. We're looking for NXPI and we're looking for Palantir. And I wanna say a welcome to everybody that's rocking uh, right now with us. I'll call it up and we'll do roll call a little bit later. Nice to see oil uh, moving back up to the upside, I guess, today. The SMH was something that we talked about. Definitely sparked today by NVIDIA, up four and a bit percent today. Goldman Sachs raises NVIDIA's 12-month price forecast to a poultry 800 bucks. So let's see if it can get up there, man. Nice forecast. We talked about uh, NVIDIA's PE being just at 25 or so for PE. Of course, that changes absolutely every single day as the market starts to fly around here. So pay attention to that um, with, I got to get up uh, YouTube right here, get that going and we'll call that open. But that's, that's part of the SMH right now. Again, the all time high right now for Nvidia in and around the 694, pretty much where we closed uh, at the highs of the day for Nvidia, up an amazing 5%, congratulations. The name that goes the other way, the name that we picked on today was NVIDIA, or sorry, was AMD, and of course, Intel. Both those names cracking lower. AMD was, I believe, the number one PL name, uh, but we get a nice move down into there. The only reason was I was holding about 5% into the close, so I'm not sure if it might have been overtaken by a Tesla or something like that uh, there. PayPal was a good trade uh, to end as well. All right, here we go. We'll pop out the chat. I want to thank everybody who's watching, man. Over 4,100 right now. We will be on here. You're right. Alex Karp will try to pump Palantir. That is for sure, as any CEO should bring the good news. There it is right now. We are possibly out, uh, Brendo, on Palantir right now. Uh, nice move to the upside, 1680 up to 1750. I don't have anything yet. I apologize if we're out, but, but right now it is out. I'll have to Google it maybe to get it out here. Uh, right now, Palantir, we'll find that and we'll get those earnings to you immediately. What I'm seeing here is a revenue beat, 608 for 602, an EPS beat. Again, it's another positive EPS for Palantir. So next stop, 
Choo-choo, all aboard, S&P 500. Let's see if they get that right now, but it is out uh, right now. PLTR, I apologize. I don't have them. Brendan's going to hopefully send those through if you do get a chance to the work one, uh, but I don't see it right now on Benzinga. Palantir right now making up to 1750. We talked about getting some long down here. If it did fade, just because you're up now doesn't mean that we're not fading out for PLTR. I apologize. I wish... Uh, we could get this a little bit ahead uh, of time. But Palantir right now out, touches 1750. But where is that? The 50 period moving average, it's right there. So we need to hold higher for PLTR. It is now out uh, right now, Palantir. I'm just going to see if we can get anything else. I, I hit it on Twitter, and you know what comes up for the top? Me coming up right now uh, for the top. Here it is right now. I got a little bit of a post uh, here, Palantir, eight cents versus seven, earnings 608 versus 602. FY revenue uh, right now, 2.65 billion versus two point. So that looks a little bit light uh, right now in the forward. The adjusted, I don't know this account, uh, the adjusted uh, income from operations. Okay, Brendo sent it to me. So I'm gonna go over there and have a quick look at that. So this is straight from the horse's mouth. Let's see what we got right now. Uh, Palantir. Uh, I wish I just had this in a better uh, format. I don't want to like dox anybody here. Uh, okay, uh, hopefully Benzinga has it in just a second. They still do not, but I'll just read it straight from Brendan, unfortunately. Uh, commercial revenue quarter ended December 31st, served 70%. We like that. I'm just going to wait for it to come through. There goes Palantir up huge uh, right now. And Benzinga, guess what? It may be late, but they do have it right now. There it is right now. Eight cents inline, inline, inline. Simon property as well. Wow, Palantir is really starting to go, man. 1820 and going higher uh, right now for PLTR as that continues uh, to rip off faces right now. I'm going to see if I can get this uh, number back in for you guys on a, on a site that uh, obviously I believe in as well, uh, just to make sure that we get the right numbers for you. So there's Simon Property Group beating 153 versus 136. I really like this name. The big mall retailer, SPG. Wow, look at what stock we like right now. It's Palantir upside into 1830. Palantir go boom right now. Upside for Palantir. We like that number, man. We'll get more as it comes through. But SPG looks like it's a beat as well. This is a COVID name that we've liked, man. A COVID darling that got beat up because no one was going to malls. And they said, uh-uh. And they get back up to the upside as well. But nice little drop off right now in SPG heading back into the downside. I unfortunately still don't have too much information uh, right now about Palantir. I kind of want to... Um, Throw what Brendan brought me into here. Uh, company said expects 2024 U.S. commercial revenue, 640, uh, projecting a growth of at least 40%, which is much better than the 36%. So again, 40% for Palantir expected on the commercial side. That's nice. That's what we wanted to see. We want to back away a little bit from the government contracts get into commercial, and it looks like that's a highlight there for Palantir. Alice Carp is a monster. He will talk about this. So it looks like it's a nice move there for Palantir. Nice upside there. Um, targets, honestly, at this point, 20. We'll see if it gets blown out. The best part about Palantir is, is it does have a decent short float as well. Help, well, now it's only 6%, so that's been trimmed a bit as well. So Palantir right now, 6% short float. 
taking names. Nice gap up right there for Palantir, up to 8.30, so 18.30. So again, a name that's been talked about over and over again on the podcast, over and over again on the main show. It's Hydration Nation. Let's go and uh, celebrate some Palantir right now, up to 18.40. Good call on that one, guys. Mr. Michael Noss will be coming through in just a couple minutes. Let's talk about some more things here. Um, I know he wants to talk about IBB, so the biotech name. Looks like it's trying to break out maybe a little bit on the daily. A nice drop in for me into 130 would be preferred. I know Michael's been talking about this. He was also with us earlier on as well today. So we'll, we'll figure out if there's any highlights that he has on that if you did miss it early. I'm not seeing too much else, man. Chegg shares trading lower as well. Uh, CHGG here coming off earnings. Down to nine bucks. This name's really been disseminated or destructed again. I shouldn't say, I don't know if that's a split or what that was right there, but trade ideas charts will show you split adjusted pricing. So this name getting hit and I was going to say chugging along, but of course it's Chegg there. Uh, nice move back in for those guys, back down to the downside. I'm not really seeing too many other big uh, names coming through here. We did have Palantir, and for me, that's the biggest one, man. Starting to go back upside. Now 1870, all the way upside on Palantir. Let's do a little bit further. Let's go to a weekly chart on PLTR. Here we go, Mr. Michael Noss. Tell me how good this thing looks. If we can get above 20, what, 2050? Are we worried about this wick up to 22? I say no, but it looks like you're trying to break above 2050 right now on the beast that is Palantir, man. Uh, we've been talking for days buying this dip level, and there it is, Palantir up 10.5%. The only thing about this is we've had Daniel Shea on. The expected move was 14 and change on Palantir. Looks like it's going to be a little under right now for PLTR. All right, sector watch back in it. Tan, again, me and Mr. Noss talked about this one. Look at this. I don't know. I, I think you don't bother catching this now, man. You're under the 50. You're under the 200, of course. The solar ETF, a lot of the stock in this end phase had a great move up and really has been getting hit back down off that 50 period of 140. So if you're going to look at a name like Tan again, I feel that this is just an interest rate name. Breno and I have talked about this on the podcast. Who can really afford right now to put solar panels on their damn roof? People trying to refinance their mortgages, they're not getting great rates. And if you can't get great rates to borrow money, then you're definitely not going to do that to save a couple bucks right now on solar. So there it is right now, the TAN ETF, man, going all the way back to March of 2020 levels. Like this is looking really juicy if you're looking to catch something at the bottom. But for me, and again, we can get, I mean, there's so many questions I can ask Michael and he's willing uh, to talk about anything, but this looks like a falling knife to me, man. And I, I don't want to catch anything right now. For me, FXI would be the name that I'm a little bit interested in. I feel like China will capitulate at some point and could bounce back up there. And I can get wrap my head around China a little bit more because we trade Alibaba, some of those EV names. We know there's strength in China tech. I'm not sure, while there's underlying strength somewhere, right now China keeps getting hit. We'll wait for Alibaba's report, but we recently did buy some of that. What about the KRE? Those of you that are looking at financial strength, it's not happening in the regionals, man. The regionals really pulling back. Like, if you want to get some relative strength, this has been to 80 bucks before. And again, then you had uh, Silicon Valley, First Republic, uh, a couple other names coming through there as well, PacWest, uh, all getting hit to the downside. And then we just had, you know what I haven't checked in a minute? NYCB, New York Community. Yuck. 
Oh, we, we, wah, wah, wah. we talked about this one before. Even if you go to a daily chart, they came out with that miss and then guided about liquidity issues or warned about liquidity issues. And uh, yeah, those issues seem to be there as well. So guess who's going to come back in like the white knight that they normally are? It'll probably be JP Morgan. Here he comes to save the day. He's like Mighty Mouse over there, Brendo. Mr. Jamie Dimon, uh, you know, rescued First Republic or whatever. Pennies on the dollar. Rip up to the upside right there. And Jamie Dimon, the rich keep getting richer. That is JP Morgan. So what do I do? Stop complaining and buy the name. That's what we did. You know what I was really surprised at today? Again, I always think about like, I have questions I wanna ask and then our guests always come on and they're fantastic. So like Microsoft, this is a name that honestly, I really wanna buy this name, but I feel like there could be a bigger pullback happening in the NASDAQ. I'm not sure, JC Peretz has been showing some charts about possible pullbacks uh, in the market. Actually, you know what, Mr. Noss? Um, we will talk about whatever you want to talk about, but let's talk about maybe a little bit of an upside down move. The NASDAQ is right here at the tops. Now, I'll blow this chart up. Are we seeing potentially here a triple top? We made that high back on the 24th of January. Uh, we were up here, then we faded out a little bit to close the rest of the day. 4.30. Are we worried about single stock risk in this name? We have... Um, NVIDIA huge, we have uh, Meta huge, but Apple right now trying to pull off two bills. If Apple stays under the 50 period moving average, we possibly do have some risk. You know what? Just because I wanna do it, we're gonna skip it over and we're gonna do, where well, I don't see roll call right now. Who's with us still right here right now? I wanna say what's up to everybody that's here. Traders stay late. So right now, checks watch, it's 414. So let's see who's here with us right now. Um, yeah, people aren't interested in EVs. Look, I can't blame you. Tesla did have a hard time getting off the mat today. Eventually it did. We will talk about Palantir, man. Palantir's ripping. All right, who's here? What's up to Kurt? What's up to Trading PE? What's up to Boring Man? What's up to Panda? Bears vs. Bulls is here. D-Loaf is here as well. Sal is here. Jared's here. Cube Gamer's here. Everybody's here. We'll go bang, 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 bang for everybody here. BGC, everybody's here. Rich Naples, my friend, is in the building as well. A quick little look at Palantir before we call through to Michael Noss. Oh, damn. It's Palantir, and it's right now we have breaking news with Palantir. Hey, it's earnings. Oh, Mr. Noss is in this. Watch. Oh, you cut it out. No, yeah, it is your bad, Fabian. Come on, man, guy. Uh, 19. All right, we're gonna hit it again then. Here we go. Watch this. Breaking news. Breaking news. Where is he? Where is he? He's in here somewhere. I thought there he is. I like that right at the end of the day. Wow. Palantir continuing to go upside on what appears to be a great report. If he's ready, I'm ready, Fabian. Let's go, it's Trader Talk. Hi ho, hi ho. It's Michael Noss. How's it going? And it's off to the races we go. Another day, man. Palantir blowing it out here in the aftermarket. The NASDAQ mm -hmm. trying to pump again. Was green, was red, trying to hold Ford here. NASDAQ finishes roughly flat. Any thoughts on some of the stuff I was just talking about there? I, I feel like I'm favoring the short. I shorted the cues at the end of the day, was wrong until I was right. But that's a very, very tricky trade. Are we trying to do something that we shouldn't be trying to short these cues, Mr. Knotts? 
No, and it's it's funny because you quoted uh, JC and the divergence research he's been putting out the last couple of days, and that's something for people who watch the show in the morning. I've actually been talking about right. for the last few weeks as well. So if we go to my chart, I can just explain it for the viewers really quick. But this line on the bottom right here is the relative strength index, which a lot of us know as traders. However, what most technicians use it for is not the traditional when it's over 70, you short, and when it's under 30, you buy. Uh, there's been a lot of study done on that and just doesn't work overall. However, what, it, what the RSI does tell us is the amount of momentum behind any given move. So if it moves higher, that means there was a lot, a lot of momentum in that move. If it doesn't move higher, it means there was less momentum in that move. So what a lot of technicians do, and this is what JC has been talking a lot about on Twitter, and again, I mentioned uh, in the, the prior weeks with you guys as well, is this RSI divergence. And essentially just meaning that this high right here in the RSI is higher than this high right here. Right. Showing that this move took more momentum than this move right here. And what that's telling us is that it's possible that the buyers are running out of steam right. in this zone. Now, these things can exist for long periods of time. So they're not necessarily top signals, but they're definitely something to keep an eye on. Again, I've been noticing it, and I know a lot of technicians have been noticing it as well. The question is, uh, A, is this something that's going to resolve with the price coming down or the price just dropping sideways? And then B, how long do these RSI divergences go on? Because I can actually show you some really long ones, like multi, multi, multi. Yeah, no, I... Um... <clears throat> I'm just getting a little bit nervous because heading into, I, like, like I don't know, man. Apple's trying to hold this market up and looking a little bit weak, possibly under the 50 period. Then we have Nvidia coming on the 21st, and then what a great move for Meta. I mean, Meta now, uh, Michael holds the record for the biggest one-day uh, net value gain in the stock of over 200 billion uh, just from Friday, and they also own the same way on the downside uh, when they missed, I think it was back in 2022, again, roughly 200 billion yep. to the downside. So um, do we want to talk about Palantir or Meta? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a second, uh, but let's go Palantir actually. Let's call that up. I'll, I'll give yep. you a second, call it up on your screen. Come over to me right now, guys. Palantir up over 13%. And I mean, honestly, Michael, like, Ah, man, like looking at a weekly, I mean, I have a daily up here. Let's go over to a weekly just real quick. And I have some simple stuff, man. I just have a 50 and a 200. But I look at this and say, hey, why not? Up here, it's only 6% short, but it's trying to work it out. They have a catalyst behind them that, that not many people are talking about, but we are. And that is possible inclusion into the S&P 500. I think this thing could start to run upside again. It's Palantir getting a little extended for sure here in the aftermarket. But I mean, who am I to say that this name can't keep on climbing? Again, a name that's been up here before. We bounced off to 200. That's what I like about it. Palantir with great earnings. Tell me that um, 20s maybe a fade. I feel like that might be an easy trade tomorrow, but I'm going to be waiting for this name. It's Palantir with a nice extension here today. Yeah, I don't know. Again, at different time frames for an intraday fade, maybe. However, there's a couple things that I really like about this this gap up. If we right. can kind of come to my screen here, and the first one is 
this purple line right here I drew on the Anchored View app right before this gap right here. And the reason I chose this gap is because this is really the one that got the move going, right? We were in the eights and we were chopping around here for a period of time. And then we finally got moving when that gap resolved. And you can see that purple line, I'll just highlight it here, held as support for a long period of time. That could be an early clue, as you guys talk with Brian Shannon all the time. These anchored view apps, often when they act like this, could be a clue for some institutional type accumulation. And then if we zoom in yesterday, you can see that, or yeah, today, it had a, a really ugly handle. So there was probably a lot of people betting short going right. into this earnings with this gap up and fell apart all day and put in this really ugly candle. We know those people are wrong, right? And those short float numbers don't update in real time. So we don't know how many got suckered in there. And then lastly, again, anyone who follows me knows this is on the weekly chart you were mentioning. Yeah. This is starting to look like a little bit of a smiley face to me. Uh, I'm always in, told to buy smiley faces and sell frowny faces. So I don't know if for short term, I definitely see what you're looking at at 20 for a little bit longer term. If we can hold above that, I'd probably actually be a buyer. Yeah, I think we can get into that 30 area when you look at it like that. And you've made some great calls on things like that before. It kind of looks like Mara where we swooped down there uh, and then got a nice little base. Yep. So Anchor VWAP, thanks for telling us uh, about where we'll sort of anchor that to that recent bottom back there in May. Uh, good look on that one, Michael. But okay, so the other thing that sort of me and you mentioned back and forth, um, there was, I don't know, you mentioned it this morning, the IBB a little bit there. Of course, this is mm -hmm. biotech. For anybody trying to maybe get into something, we have Eli Lilly coming through in the next couple of days. GLP-1's been all the rage. I know that there's um, a lot of those names in here. We also have the XLV as well. Um, but, you know, some of these names continue to move higher. I guess the IBB and the XLV are a little bit different as one's, you know, clearly taken out the bottom and one is a little bit down here. So we'll find some constituents in there. Is that something that you look at when you are trading ETFs or are you just looking at price movement? Do you actually break it down and find out who's the largest holdings in there and then look at their charts sort of coinciding with the ETF or are you, will you just, because I know in Uranium you do hold individual names, but yeah. when we're making plays on ETFs, will you dig a little bit deeper or just simply play off some of the price action that the ETF is showing you alone? It, it really depends on the ETF. So okay. uh, something like commodities, I'll often sometimes play the ETF or a leveraged version, but normally nine times out of 10, I'm looking under the hood to try to figure out what's in that. And we can do this very easily in trade ideas where you can actually point to scan at a certain sector. So for example, I, I'm liking the look of this IBB. And the reason for it is that this area, call it, I don't know, 134-ish, uh, has been resistance for a long time here. We've broken it and we've now bounced twice from it with today being a pretty interesting hammer candle right at that level right there. So that's got me interested. So yeah, for sure. What I'll do is I will go into the trade idea scanner and I'll say, hey, give me all of the biotechs, okay. uh, you know, filter them by volume, price requirements, all that stuff that I want. And then instead of showing me which ones are the largest constituents in the ETF, I just want the ones that are the strongest. And okay. I have an example with that with um, FXI in China and a Chinese name that I'm looking at that we can talk about in a bit, but it's that same kind of top-down approach. Give me a sector I'm interested in and then let me narrow down my universe to that sector and just go through charts until something really strikes my eye. 
Perfect. I like that because that was something that I wasn't even thinking about. I always go to the highest weighted ones, not necessarily the strongest. So I think that that's great. And I guess it would be inverse the other way around. If something's looking to break down, it would be something very opposite of that where you'd look to the shorts. Again, let's go bang on that one as, again, another trade idea. Thank you. Michael from Trade Ideas giving us trade ideas. So I really like that one. Uh, thank you so much. All right, look, I actually am kind of obsessed with the FXI. I've recently bought Alibaba, so we did have a move upside. And I'll give you a second to load up the FXI data if you want. Yep. Um, I just want to look at Alibaba quickly. This is kind of an earnings play here, Michael. So um, I've, I've bought this dip there against kind of this bottom. And I do know that we could get blown out on earnings. It could completely wipe this trade out. I'm trying to average in a little bit to this name. I like it. Um, you know, the Amazon of China, I guess that doesn't really exist because Amazon's kind of on a, on a uh, island by its own. But give me a name that you like here in the FXI possibly because I'm of the belief that a lot of this China hatred could be possibly overblown. Not that I think that, um, you know, China's going to bounce from here. But in an election year... I don't know, maybe some Chinese names come back into light here as, as we begin to talk about the election. Some, some, some China talk could hit again. Could be negative, could be positive, but give me an idea there for the FXI in the China trade. Sure thing. So we talked about this RSI divergence on to the downside on, that's happening on the SPY and the Qs, and I've been talking about that for a while. Well, I've drawn in the same move on the upside. I have KYP here, FXI is, is pretty much the same look where you have a low that was put in there, and that was a low, um, we're looking at closing bases, by the way, uh, a low here on the RSI, and then you have this higher low, or this lower low, and then you can see the RSI is starting to tilt up. So that's just the opposite of what we were talking about on the queue, where this last down move has had less momentum than the others. But, you know, like, Sean was talking about it. I just don't want to go in and buy this stuff because I don't know if it's going to bounce and this is really on its lows. So just like we were talking about with the IBB, I went into trade ideas. I said, hey, show me a bunch of names that are out there in China and I'm going to go through and, and try to figure out some that I like. And one that really struck my, struck my eye was this TAL. So this oh, is a education, this. online education company. Yep. And if you zoom out on the chart like I'm doing now, you can see that this has been amazingly relatively strong to the other Chinese names. It's not hitting lows at all. In fact, if we go out here to the weekly chart that we have here on Trade Ideas, except this massive down, yeah. that was when that ban happened, um, we're near highs, right? If we kind of say, okay, we've got a lot of gap here that we can fill. And then we also have a 6% short float. So I've just drawn in this kind of typical a bull flag look. I like that this yellow bar right here, this is the earnings day. So we have earnings out of the way and we have this little bull flag going on. So if China is going to bounce and these yep. ETFs are going to bounce, I'm going to take a look at this TAL. If we're breaking out of this bull flag, that's what I'm going to take. No, that's, hey, that is absolutely fantastic. Look, it's 427, great little look there. And yeah, that was, I remember that. They, those names completely fell out of bed there because the Chinese government apparently wasn't going to sponsor any more of these education programs. So uh, that's where that huge gap down is. And wow, talk about a fill there. You, I mean, that's eight, 
8x back to the top. I don't know if that's going to happen uh, or not. So, all right, Michael, one more thing, if you don't mind, because there's a couple more minutes. We did have a little bit of movement today in Bitcoin. Um, so <laughs> I asked you, hey, what was your thought about that? Because I know you do a lot of work with Bitcoin. We now have a bunch of ETFs that are floating around, so making it kind of tradable for a lot of traders. We just got it on our platform as well, Spot Bitcoin. So we're super excited about that uh, here in Pro 8 as well as a few other uh, coins. But you mentioned possible sideways action or some choppiness in BTC. What are you seeing? Maybe just a quick little minute, minute and a half here as I don't want to you know, hold you too long. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, so I've got MSTR up here because okay. MicroStrategy is a really good proxy. While the Bitcoin ETFs, we start to get more data on and we can use those. But I just want to show the, the very common history that Bitcoin has of after any large move, you have days or weeks or even longer months of sideways chop. You can see going on right here. And this is just a very common Bitcoin and crypto uh, characteristic or ideal in which, yeah, you get a massive move and then you get nothing for days or weeks or months. So right. I would be shocked that this damage that happened, which I think caught a lot of people that weren't watching the show. I think I actually talked about how I think this is going to be a sell the news event. Uh, people that weren't paying attention got caught off guard and that creates a lot of overhead supply. Right. But I do think the ETFs are creating a lot of demand overhead. So I think that and knowing the characteristic of Bitcoin, I think we could see just a lot of chop just to frustrate both sides a bit. All right, that makes sense. I, I like that too, using MSTR as a little bit of a proxy there because pretty much they're all Bitcoin <laughs> over there, Michael Saylor and so on yeah. and so forth. Okay, Mr. Nosh, thank you so much. You're always on the show. Uh, when are you scheduled for Friday or when's the Absolutely. next? Absolutely. Okay, Friday, Friday morning, morning, Mr. Michael Noss uh, will be back on, and I'm going to uh, have a look at MSTR and Bitcoin as well, and I like that TAL there in China. Thank you so much. Say hi to the family, and um, stay warm over there. Oh, what is the, what is the weather like out east? Uh, I just finished shoveling uh, oh. six feet about of snow over the last two days, so. Are you serious? It was a lot. Yeah, it was all weekend, so I think it's done now, but it, there was okay. a lot, yeah. Yeah, we've shoveled once, and I think that I could have just used my foot uh, to shovel out there. But oh, uh, shout out to that, the lovely Canada, the uh, as we have many different um, areas of environmental concerns. Uh, all right, thank you, Mr. Noss. I have no idea what I'm saying, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you on Friday. That's Mr. Michael Talk Noss, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I was hoping that Michael was going to say like, oh, everything was cool because right around here, man, I was out for a nice walk. I don't remember the last time I wore boots, everything was all good. And then he dropped six feet on us. So, wow. Um, good for that. But that's a great workout. But they do say that I think it's like the most heart attacks or something are caused by shoveling snow. So Michael Noss in great shape, uh, right there. Be careful. Anybody out there shoveling um okay we got to get ready to get out of here man but it's palantir with a nice move to the upside we're not going anywhere until we talk about some of my tweets the very first one we had a hell of a lot of fun on the podcast man i i, I just feel like it was the number one podcast it was episode 12 they're getting bigger and they're getting better tons of energy man we wore a little all-star hat there me and brendo had so much fun we talked about rufus we talked about apple we talked about earnings coming through we talked about palantir um so many different things uh, to have talking about. Uh, go over there, double check, look at it, man. It's an hour of your time. Listen to it on 1.5 times the speed.
you know, why not? Um, I on a loop. Interesting, we talked about this, man, the destruction of Peloton. We have a Peloton. I'm, I'm getting back on that thing, so it's been really fun. Go about at 20 to half hour every single morning. It's been good. I like it, but it is still a clothes hanger at the end of the day. Um, so you got to watch out for that. As here comes Peloton with an initial IPO back in September 2019. Don't hate the player, hate the game, man. Everybody was buying everything COVID. So you got 10x up there. So if, if you played the game with Peloton, you should have known something like this was about to happen. But right now, it's just broke $4 today. So watch out for Peloton getting absolutely destroyed uh, as a stock uh, coming through right there. Back over to me. We just tweeted out Palantir. Man, what a good day that's been uh, for Palantir. And then, of course, back to our very, very last one. It's Sticky Note Nation. Man, we had some good trades today off that. Um, this Alibaba 72 long. I mean, that one was my trade of the day. And again, sometimes it's hard to talk about these things because not all the traders, you know, will have kind of big winners about it. And I don't want to try to gloat too much. But this was a great trade. Came into 72, bang it out. And that closing at the end of the day was 75. That's a one, a two, and a three dollar banger right there off that. Um, the other sticky note names that we had on there was, of course, a Palantir trade, uh, a Tesla trade, and which Tesla was absolutely fantastic as well. Uh, to end the day, we were just really short, uh, ending the day here, back down in, back down in there for Tesla. There's a bunch more, but guess what? It's 4.30. I see my lovely wife in the chat, and on that note, let's do a quick roll call. Now, we ain't done. We ain't done yet, man. You thought I was fooling you right there, Fabian. But without, but without the roll call, we ain't going anywhere, so shout out to everybody that's joining us. Look, traders stay late. The one thing I want all of y'all to do right now is hit the like and hit the damn subscribe, okay? This will go out there. You can watch this afterwards, but everyone who's here with me right now, let's go. Uh, Peton addressed their total addressable market during COVID. You are right, Glenn Smith. That's a COVID play. Congratulations. Boom. On that one. Great show as always, says Tony Price. Thank you so much, man. Hey, look, D-Loaf, we killed it on the podcast. I just wish I... I'll save that. Uh, all right, let's go, Adam. Let's go, Mr. Weeds is here, Pandacore. Uh, thank you so much for the nice words about the podcast. You know, I don't want to bring it up during the day too much because, like, it's like I don't want to get other people to say, oh, hey, we had a great podcast. So hopefully we'll start to get this going. Uh, thank you so much, Morgan Brown. Marissa Cantina? I like Marissa Catina, but Marissa Cantina is the real hero. My wife, I could do none of this without her. So shout out to you, Marissa. Thank you so much, man. Let's go, says Molfar. Let's go to Rock the Dock. Look, man, a lot of people, when you get it right the first time, then you don't have to worry. Love you, Marissa. Thank you so much for that one. Big Dave Payday. I hope you got a payday. Bristol loves the podcast, so shout out to that. Key and Johnny's here as well. Hey, look, I'm not going to go over and over this. Thank you so much to everybody. Traders, stay late. I stay late with you. You stay late with me. Let's scratch each other's backs and keep on doing this. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. I'm back tomorrow at 8.30. Man, that was an exhausting show. We only had about 350 trades today. Only. Thank you for watching. Tomorrow, 8.30. I'm coming home, Marissa. I'll see you then. Ciao.